these are not questions from me uh, but they are questions from the participants that we have received uh, and also rajiv ji and vijay ji have touched on so many crucial points and these are things that we really need to think about and as management students and in this setting uh, it's absolutely i mean apt so i'll start with uh, one of the questions asked is uh okay why do we call it hindu phobia when it fact uh, when in fact nobody fears hinduism but rather it is general hate so shouldn't it be called hindu hate rather than hindu phobia so the term i started using the term hindu phobia because of the popularity of the term islamophobia mm-hmm. now uh it, it, we need to say we too are victims of the same thing it's almost like tit for tat so there is currency for islamophobia and therefore piggybacking on that we could say we have equal right to uh, being considered victims now islamophobia is not just fear of islam if you if you dislike if you insult the prophet it's not fear of islam it is islamophobia so you'll be called uh, islamophobic if you say that uh, you know prophet had this that behavior or something you don't agree with allah and you don't like any uh, any insult to islam is islamophobia it's not a fear of islam only the so the literal meaning of a word is not necessarily the way the word has been coined and used in practice often the the literal meaning of a word is not is one thing but it's coinage and what its implications are uh, in as an idiom as part of the language is different so i think we don't have to be stuck on uh, there are people who are arguing there is no hindu phobia there is hindu something else uh, i think what you are doing is is when you quib- when you quibble with semantics you are harming the the cause the cause you you have to figure out what will get our point across the best rather than what is the technically exact meaning if the word in islamophobia has currency and it refers to anything anti islam whether it is fearing muslims whether it is just the, the insulting their prophet or insulting their god or insulting uh, any of their uh, their book uh, if you if you burn the quran it is islamophobia that doesn't mean you have fear of islam so islamophobia is not fear of islam it's all it's just basically hatred disrespect and so we have a similar problem of hindu phobia which is about the disrespect and insulting uh, hinduism so it's a pragmatic let's be pragmatic i also think the word phobia with fear it's because you have fear you are exhibiting uh you have anxiety and therefore you it that turns to anger anger and hatred so i think that's how it came about and also on a deeper level the monotheistic religions do fear polytheism they do fear it it's not openly i fear you as an individual you seem like a not a fearful person but the beliefs you have i'm afraid that it topples my belief in the in this, my system because uh, your the validity of your system undermines my system since my system is so narrow and intolerant uh, it topples it falls apart if your system is valid so it, it is therefore fearful also in that sense thank you sir uh, i'll go to the next question um 
yeah uh, the question is uh, how can we create an inclusive environment for the lgbt uh, community in hindu society what is their place in hindu society so in the uh, in the books next in the ganga if you read the introduction there is a person friend of mine called deepthi rao she is in the us in the tech world and she is openly lgbtq plus person and we very good friends and the reason she approached me the way we became friends is she approached me and said that uh, she wants to tell her story that she's a practicing hindu and when she came to united states uh, and joined the LBG, lgbtq plus movement the white culture required her to disown her hinduness in order to join the lgbtq plus culture and she says why am i being made to force that choice why do i have to give up one in order to uh, be supported so she said i try to fight it i try to fight it and uh, but by joining the lgbtq movement i had to deny my faith which i didn't want to so she came to me for some advice and help how to be a hindu and yet be lgbtq so i gave her a lot of information lot of advice there is nothing in our tradition that uh, says that lgbtq is to be publicly banned or and all that stuff it is not so i mean i don't agree with the government policy i don't agree with the government policy by the way i think that uh, lgbtq people have to be respected um, they have a right to in fact our tradition is very clear the government does not impose personal dharma on others only that conduct which is becomes a public issue public if you are violent it's a public job to enforce uh, peace but if i don't pray it, it, unlike in some religions where they come and beat you up for not going and praying five times or whatever or you don't fast or if if i don't eat satvik food if i don't pray if i don't do my exercise and gain weight and have a heart attack it is not the government in a dharmic society it is not the dharmic's right to impose on me what it thinks is good conduct for my sake so as long as it's private life according to our smritis the the raja does not have a right to impose on sexual behavior of people it does not yes. so this policy is a violation of our dharmic rules our dharmic principles actually okay. uh, i'd like to add uh, uh, something to it uh, you can answer or not answer this is that the government has taken a st stand that they're not going to accept non heterosexual marriages so yes that's, I, that's, that's why i'm yeah, yeah. that's why so, i'm saying all this i know yeah yeah so now the question uh, uh, you can argue that it is bad karma i don't know if it is or not but even if it were bad karma i'll face the phalla i'll it's my karma and i'll face the consequences as long as the karma is not harming the social good why is it your problem so that is that is how we have to do but the lgbtq when it turns into a political movement and becomes a political identity where and in the marxist sense they are the oppressed and the others are the oppressor and they have to fight the others and then they have to uh, you know so once it becomes politicized and weaponized i'm against that so this is why the lgbtq in the western context i don't agree with but lgbtq as individuals 
I have no problem with. Now, as far as marriage is concerned, marriage is a, the government, either the government should say, we have nothing to do with marriage. You may be married or individual or whatever your rights are all as individuals. So if two of you want to live together or three of you want to live together or five of you want to live together, none of our business. And you can live together as roommates. We don't make rules on it. And whether the roommates are having sex or not is none of our business. The government could say that. That we only deal with individuals and how they work with each other with none of our business. They could say that. But marriage is uh, from, a, from a government point of view. It's, one is your personal life and your private life. That is your business. But from the government point of view, they give certain privileges, certain facilities to the spouse. When you die, you're the the... Uh, pension will go to the other person, make, you can have joint accounts, you, whatever, whatever. So as far as the rights to be together in terms of property, why not any two people have the same? Why couldn't I and any random person or three or five make a partnership and say we have joint property, we inherit each other's? Why does it have, what does marriage have to do? So this idea of marriage, you should really analyze what is marriage as far as the society is concerned. And when you really look at what is the function of marriage in society, this different from marriage in the spiritual sense. Because marriage in the spiritual sense is my private business. That the government shouldn't have anything to do with. Marriage in the, in the societal sense, as far as uh, public policy and legal rights are concerned, that is something where it's basically a con something a privilege they're giving to two people to share certain properties and rights and and so on and that people should be able to do with anybody so i i don't think that government should interfere with this uh, the other question uh, the next question is it, it's a bit general question it's like there's a lot of damage done to the indian society and what are the first steps we can take as an individual to reverse it well, first, you have to work on yourself, become better informed. You should not become an activist of left or right or anything unless you've really understood the situation. The problem is there are too many people who are out there as activists without understanding enough, without having studied enough. They're just being used as cannon fodder by some leaders. Some netas are using you to go around shouting this and that. So firstly, just say, I'm not well informed. I'm not going to be under peer pressure to do anything. And second thing is try to get informed, try to understand these things uh, for your own benefit by reading, by uh, you know talking to people who are better informed. Because you'll be a happier person when you know more about society, about your life. You'll be able to raise your kids better. You'll be able to have friends who that you can have better conversations with. So I would say that the first thing you to do is to become better informed. I also think that you should look at everything that you get in social media and other forms of media very critically. Uh, you know, critical thinking is lacking um, and, and we need to look beyond what, uh, what the message that they're trying to give. And that goes back into seeing who's behind this. So, for example, we, we look at anything that uh, the UN does or the UNESCO does with great reverence. You know, but then when you see who's funding it, follow the money trail. You guys are all from business school. And most of the time when you follow the money trail, you understand what the agenda is for, for most most things that are presenting themselves in social media. And I think social media is, um, you know, it, it can be good because it gives uh, 
alternate voice you know voices to be heard but also social media can you know with ai and all of that can can end up brainwashing you and leading you uh, into a path where you're not using your own brains and analyzing the situation that you need to be analyzing yeah um, i'll go to the next question um Uh, the next question is uh, why are we hindus not taught the basics of veda or indic philosophy in schools uh, you have to ask your school <laughs> you also have to ask your parents why they haven't done this but historically it's because uh, actually after independence india became less hindu the british were afraid to do too much harm they did a lot of harm but after independence the brown skinned became like the white man you know the nehruvian thing that so became more british and european than they the british were so this in the name of this nehruvian secularism they kind of uh, got rid of uh, educating us in our own traditions and i think this is a huge crisis of inferiority complex in ourselves very serious inferiority complex and i must say this inflicts most indians i come across including most leaders including very whether they are very rich or not they really have a deep down inferiority complex uh, the last question is again a general one is that what can an ordinary person do to contribute to hindu rashtra well first you should understand what is hindu rashtra and it is not uh, uh, I don't agree, I don't believe that the Vedic idea of Rashtra is similar or the same as the Rashtra Swayamsevak Sangh idea of Rashtra, even though their name begins with Rashtra. Even though I respect them, I feel they are good people. They have done a lot of good work, and I get along with their leaders, and we are good friends. But I think, as far as Rashtra is concerned, uh, if you look at the Vedic idea of Rashtra, and you should study that, uh, it's a very different concept. than the concept uh, you know that is being prop- propagated uh, and and uh, uh, so if you want to help hindu rashtra you should understand what it is from the vedic concept and i also think that you have to work on yourself be a role model and if as one individual you are a role model serving your society then you know then you can propagate it to other people but you cannot go around propagating something you don't practice I also think a, a practice. What has pa- what your family has passed down, whether it's Kula Devata worship, Ishta Devata worship, uh, things like that, which you might at this age brush off, brush aside as simply rituals. I'm spiritual but not religious. Those kinds of ideas. Um, I think you should reevaluate because I think when you practice Hinduism, you practice your family's uh, sampradaya. that is when you keep the culture alive you 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 make it alive it's not that oh somebody else is practicing but i am here to good do good for the nation but i think if you actually put it and that's what swadharma is practice what has been handed down and if your parents haven't handed it down to you go to your grandparents level go to a great grand aunt or an uncle who will tell you who's your kula devata who's your ishta devata what do you do what are the aradhanas you do uh, to these deities keep your individuality alive and that's how you keep diversity alive yeah cook cook traditional foods don't eat out these are things that you can practice to keep dharma alive good evening everybody my name is shri shaili i am pursuing pgdm first year at ipe good evening sir 
the guest uh, speaker spoke about uh, diversity equity index and uh, esg also i understand that westernization is coming into india and our own identity and our own thinking process has been uh, corrupted but how is it related to only hinduism is my question because india is a secular country we have so many religions and why is it being focused on hinduism it, it is not being uh, focused on hinduism the idea of uh, diversity equity inclusion coming from a western uh, western system should should uh, concern every indian it should concern uh, uh, an indian muslim because it is not a muslim idea Uh, the diversity, equity, inclusion taught by McKinsey is not a Islamic idea either. Uh, so, if a, if there's an Indian Muslim, he should also be concerned about it. If there's an Indian Christian, even he has to think about uh, whether this DEI should be controlled by some people sitting outside somewhere, and they should be evaluating us and like and certifying us, or whether or whether our own country should uh, should uh, uh, come up with these indexes. now whether the the index the concept of secular uh, is a separate issue uh, let's if you want to discuss debate secular we can do that uh, india when you say india is a secular country is it that india should be a secular country or india is a secular country and is the idea of secular the idea of american western european secular or we have a different idea of secular because uh, it, it, since it's a western term this is a western term we've copied from the west uh in the west secularism doesn't mean anti majoritism it doesn't mean that it just means that the state will not have a religion state will not have a religion it doesn't mean that uh you know joe biden doesn't have a religion he, personally he does uh, he goes and puts his hand on the bible and takes the oath it doesn't mean that he that is unsecular he's not unsecular it doesn't mean that uh, uh christmas is not a holiday it doesn't mean that christmas fireworks have to be banned because they want to be secular it doesn't mean that they have to hate their majority to prove that they are helping the minority it doesn't mean any of that there is no hajj subsidy in the united states for muslim minority uh, unlike in india just to prove that they are secular so the idea of being secular and american is very different than what we have turned it into in our country so when you say we are a secular firstly we are not secular in the european and western sense although it's their term we are not secular according to their criteria of what secular means and secondly if you say we are secular uh, secular as in what the constitution uh, secular a true secular which we would say that it is totally neutral to all religions that would be secular for you right so then why would you have temples under uh, government control but mosques and gurdwaras and uh, churches not under government control did you know that hindu temples are under government control do you know that there is a article that says that minority religions have a right to start educational institutions but hinduism does not why, why is that secular so i think our idea of secular is anti majority which is hardly the the meaning of secular elsewhere in the world so i question whether we are secular in the true sense of the word uh, secondly putting that aside as far as the index is concerned it is harming any foreign imposed index is harming people of all faiths in our country so there are two points here i also want to add that in the book right we talk about how these woke ideas based on critical race theory is itself a religion 
and it is very true because it has some tenets and if you don't follow it you're cancelled there he there is heresy so it is like an abrahamic faith there's no doubt about it it's actually a religion and we've given that really well. so this i would not say that these the ei is just secular it's actually a religion a foreign religion that's being imposed upon india and that is absolutely right and i we can we, we've gone through every aspect of a, a like a an abrahamic faith what it has and the woke religion has every aspect there's a check mark against every criteria that makes it a religion a dangerous religion good evening sir good evening ma'am so my name is ritwik uh, i'm a research scholar at physical research laboratory and the so um, just to correct myself in the previous discussion the government of india has launched a national mission on quantum technology and applications uh, the budget is 8000 crores for that so they do have a national plan for quantum technologies but one needs to see how it works out pans out but uh, my question is actually about some of the things that you mentioned today so um, you've mentioned about a deep inferiority complex that we carry a certain amount of guilt and shame and i think that this is a pervasive thing that you mentioned i mean it's a pervasive thing and you mentioned it today and i think that part of the reason why we adopt other models rather than our own models is because of this dislocation from self like uh, i think i've read dr gabor mate and he says that uh, what's your question the question is basically like uh, where does one break the cycle like we have adopted certain uh, frameworks because of being dislocated from the self or something now in order to actually go towards the source like how do we break away from this cycle like you know like the more uh, the more delocalized you become from yourself you are adopting more and more foreign concepts right and then the more you adapt those things the more you're going away from your roots so it's like so like i i think should be you're a physicist so you'd be very clear straight direct to, uh, question so yeah. let me try to see what you're asking are you asking the following question uh if we are adopting foreign standards and indexes because we are disconnected with our roots uh, how do we go back is that the question yes i mean it seems that there is a vicious cycle here yeah so that is the question then that is okay so then i understand so it's a straight question because then once it's clear then we can answer, we try to answer it so how to go back is not uh, uh, it's a matter of leadership and policy uh, the government uh the, the the corporate sector could uh, appoint a committee or a team or think tank to come up with what would be indexes for social justice and uh, environment that are more conducive to our way of thinking i mean this would be something the gurus could do this could be something the culture ministry could do i mean there are people with lot of resources lot of funding budgets and they are supposed to do these things they're wasting money on huge amount of uh, useless things so the at least I, i if there were an alternative proposal for indexing on the table if somebody said this is an alternative to the western idea uh, then it would be a matter of whether we have the courage to accept it but we haven't even proposed our own alternative index therefore uh, that it's a lack of uh, initiative and a lack of leadership to do this development work it's a, it's it's as simple as that